I don't know if you you know this. Um, I'm assuming my, my brother is fairly good at baseball. Mm-hmm. I have faced him one time in my life and hit a home run, making me better at baseball <laughs> than him. And no way. <laughs> you couldn't even put me on the list. Welcome to the People's Sports Podcast. I'm Charlotte Wilder, and he is not here. He usually, um, I host this with Mark Titus, as all of you know, and Mark is very busy because I don't know if you know this, but it is the first week of March Madness, and Mark's a college basketball guy, which no one ever talks about, but he is. So um, I'm holding down the show once again uh, today. Thank you to everyone who listened to The Mailbag, where I talked to myself about junk food. That was very nice of you. Um, But today we have two really, really fun guests. We've got Ben Verlander, um, who is our newest Fox Sports colleague. He's a baseball guy. He's really fun. Loved talking to him. And uh, we did some lists together about March Madness. It's always fun to have people who talk about one sport come on to talk about a different sport. Also today, very thrilled to have Rob Riggle on the show. He is going to help me learn how to trash talk certain schools uh, during March Madness, which I think is very important. So as always, um, please write us at the people's wait, no, the people sports podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter. We are at people sports on Instagram. We are at the not the, this is tricky. The email is the People Sports Podcast, but Instagram is People Sports Podcast. Um, and we're going to have some really fun clips out from this show. So make sure you follow along with all that. And um, without further ado, here is me talking to not myself and to two people who aren't Mark Titus. And uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. I am thrilled to be joined by Ben Verlander, one of Fox Sports' newest contributors. Um, You are a jack-of-all-trades. You are a baseball guy. Ben, welcome. We are so thrilled you're on the team, and I am so thrilled that you're joining me today. Thank you. Jack-of-all-trades is quite the intro. I think that is the nicest you've been to me (laughs) so far, but I am super pumped to be here. Oh, come on, Ben. I've been very nice to you. Come on. I follow you on Instagram. (laughs) I liked your Instagram where you're selling a mattress. That. (laughs) You know, give me a little credit here. That was a tough look. Thank you for that. Thank you. <laughs> it wasn't a tough look. I think it, it seems like a great mattress, so I think you're doing the right thing. Um, <laughs> no, but you are a jack-of-all-trades. First of all, can you tell the people who you are? Can you introduce yourself a little bit here? Yeah, I'm Ben Verlander. I played professional baseball in the Detroit Tigers organization for five years um, and then finished up. And now I am a, an analyst on the MLB side of things and and write and uh do, do a bunch of stuff. We're, we're a jack of all trades here. See that. Okay. So the reason I said that is because first of all, and you have some, some exciting stuff coming up that we can't talk about yet, but that everybody should keep an eye out. Everybody should follow you. What's your, what are your handles? Uh, on Instagram, it's just been underscore Verlander. Twitter is Verly32, but if you just search my name, it's fine. Isn't that a Verly32? Like, I love so, that. 
stop. I love what it. I, isn't it a great, like, he's got something exciting. We can't say anything at all, but trust yes. me. <laughs> Listen, I have never felt cooler than when I've been able to say, which has happened very few times. I am, I am by no means a big deal, but there've been like one or two times in my career where like, I'll have gone on a pod, like right before I um, came to Fox Sports, you know, someone asked mm-hmm. me what I was up to or, or, you know, how things were going at SI. And I was like, well, you know, I might, uh, I might have some news in the future, but I can't really say anything yet. Never felt cooler in my entire life, Ben. Yeah, that, that was really cool hearing you say that. I think that was the first. <laughs> <laughs> we can't tell you yet, but stay tuned for a big announcement. But seriously, I'm excited. I love it. What do what do Fox Sports and, and playing professional baseball so far have in common? Uh, to be honest, the this team that we have built here is very much so like, I don't know, it's a really cool like team. It's a really cool like, I feel like everybody's the same. Everybody gets along. And it's very similar to like a a locker room culture. But aside from that, there's not much like I don't look at Charlotte and say, yeah, she's going to hit about 300 (laughs) with 10 home runs this year. You don't know that. (laughs) You don't know that. You should see me in a beer league softball. game. I also I did play softball and I was terrible at playing at the infield. Like they had to move me into the outfield because I had all these bruises up and down my shins because I just like would stop the ball with my legs as opposed to my glove. And uh, but I could hit the one thing I could do. I could definitely hit. So. Put, wow. put some respect on um, my name, Ben. Home Run Derby and our future segment? Ooh, I don't hate that at all. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Uh, no, I agree. I mean, I think that the team we're putting together here is really exciting. It's really cool. Mike Bucklin, our boss, I hope you're listening to us say this. Um, but in all seriousness, it really has been, it's been great to have you. And I hear, though, that you, you know, aside from being a great teammate and everything, I hear you do have a bone to pick with me. Yeah, I do. I know I listen to to everything you guys do and you guys often do a list. It seems like every every episode there's a list involved with it. And you guys did one the other day. (laughs) I'm not sure if you're super familiar with it, but Mm -hmm. it was top siblings Mm. in sports. Mm -hmm. Now, (laughs) I would have been understanding had you gone a traditional like maybe um, you know, the, the most famous of all time. But knowing you, I know that's not your thing. You go <laughs> knowing you, I know you're a nut job and it's never <laughs> straightforward. I, that's, that is the nicest thing you've ever said to me, Ben. So continue. Yeah. So don't butter me up while I'm, while I'm here. I, this is important. This is important. So I was not on your list uh-huh. of top siblings in sports of all time. Now, I don't know if you, you know this. Um, I'm assuming my, my brother is fairly good at baseball. Mm-hmm. I have faced him one time in my life and hit a home run, making me better at baseball <laughs> than him. And no way. You-, <laughs> you couldn't even put me on the list. <laughs> first of all, first of all, that's an unbelievable. My brother is Justin Verlander, and I once hit a home run off of him, so I'm better at baseball than Justin Verlander. That's that's an ultimate galaxy brain thing that I really truly love. Um, yeah. Okay. So I have to defend myself here. First of all, that would have been a huge conflict of interest. I am a capital day journalist, Ben, and everybody knows that we work together. And it would have looked like some real shady stuff if I had put the Verlanders on my list. Second of all, I only put twins on my list. So that is my, <laughs> that is, you can yell at Mark. Like it could be Mark's fault. Mark didn't put yeah. you on his list, but I only put twins. So unless you and Justin are suddenly twins, I think that I have a pretty solid out here. Okay. I, I agree. And that's actually fair. 
That's Although fine. I will say, I will, I'm sorry. That's all. Thank you. <laughs> that's all I wanted in this entire show was an apology from Charlotte. I feel so good about myself now. <laughs> isn't that how? Is it? That was like a typical. You know how there are all these apologies these days, as like bad men do bad things or bad people do bad things, and the apology is always like, you know, you're supposed to lead with "I am truly sorry" and state what you've done wrong, and not try to gaslight the other person. And I just did exactly that. I was like, first of all, you're wrong. I did nothing yes. wrong. Here are all my excuses, and then lastly but i'm sorry though you took me through an entire list here's why i didn't here's why i didn't here's why i didn't ha 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 sorry (laughs) (laughs) i just think it's important that we got there is all i'll say um so we have you on today which is super exciting we're hopefully gonna have you back to talk you know true baseball at some point but today we're gonna i mean i don't know when we were talking about planning the show it was like we can't not talk about march madness right I mean, it's what everyone's talking about right now, including like I'm as excited as anybody for the start of baseball season. But you turn on the TV right now and it's all about March Madness, which is great. It's like the best time of year. Totally. Totally. It's so fun. We have one of the best weekends in sports coming up. Um, so we're going to get to that. And we have a really fun list planned today. But before that, we do have to do one quick headline, Ben, which is that LeBron James has become a part owner of the Boston Red Sox, otherwise known as Fenway Sports Group, which he's been involved with for a long time. He's been involved with the Liverpool team that um, FSG owns, and he made it official and has like real, I think he put like $750 million into into the sports group, which is not a small amount of money. Um, no. But I want to talk to you about this. You're a baseball guy. Like what, you know, what are your thoughts? What did you think when you saw this? Is this, is this less surprising than maybe I, a Red Sox fan, would have initially thought? No, I think it's pretty surprising in terms of, like, I would have never seen the Red Sox, the, the team that he, he becomes part owner of. He's always wearing, you know, Indians hats. Yeah, he's a noted Yankees fan. Um, but in terms of him getting into baseball, when I think LeBron James, I always think baseball. So that in that aspect, it makes total sense. Um, <laughs> Sorry, you t- that took me a second. I was like, yes, yes. And then I was like, whoa, wait, what? Um, right. Well, I mean, he hasn't he said before that he would be a great baseball player or did he say be a great football player? I think he said football, but knowing him, he, he one probably would be. Mm-hmm. And two, he probably did say he'd be good at baseball <laughs> as well. But, you know, in, in all honesty, um, we're starting to see this more and more. Patrick Mahomes is now part owner of the Royals. LeBron, now the Red Sox. It's, I think it's becoming a trend of athletes sort of getting into other sports. Um, athletes that are at the top of their game, you know, obviously most can't afford $975 million. Um, but I, I think it's good. I think it's great for him. And I think it's good for the sport to have somebody uh, like him, one of the greatest of all time, branching out and, and getting into the baseball space. And it's good advertising all around. I think so, too. I think, you know, as a Red Sox fan, something that I'm particularly, you know, I guess looking at Twitter and, you know, a few friends of mine made jokes. It was like, well, as he's a lifelong Yankees fan, he said, and he was rooting for the Dodgers in the last World Series. And, you know, there might be some sort of budding rivalry there. And they were like, you think he's trying to sink the team? And I initially I was sort of laughing. I was thinking, like, what if Derek Jeter went to the Marlins, like to sink the Marlins? And then, you know, LeBron goes to the Red Sox, (laughs) you know, like these are these ownership groups. But I mean, at the end of the day, something that I think every Red Sox fan should take solace in is that a LeBron James is one of the greatest of all time. 
he's at any sport. So he's definitely going to make, I think he'll bring that spirit, but also like if the Red Sox make money, LeBron James is going to make money. And I yeah. think that most people, I mean, you know, <laughs> you're pretty motivated by money, right? Like, dude, yeah. like he's not, he's not buying the Red Sox. He's not enough of a Yankees fan to buy the Red Sox to take the Red Sox. Right. He's not really a Yankee. I mean, he were, he was rooting for the Dodgers. He's an Indians fan. You know, like, where where is it? But I, I do think it's important. Um, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a superstar. And baseball is starting to advertise itself the right way and become more exciting. But for so long, it was such a, like, boring way it was marketed. The best players are marketed so poorly. And to have somebody like him that can come in and, and promote the game in a very exciting time, I, I, I'm all for it, to be honest with you. Same. And I also think, you know, not to get too serious on a podcast that's supposed to be fun, but I think that it's really important to have um, black people in those rooms. And I think that to have LeBron, what did he say about it? He and Maverick Carter became partners in, in FSG and LeBron said, I think for me and my partner Maverick, to be the first two black men to be part of that ownership group in the history of that franchise, I think that is pretty damn cool. And, you know, obviously, like, racism is a huge issue in, in every city. But as someone who's from Boston, um, I do know that Boston has had a pretty poor track record, um, you know, from the yes. the street being called Yawkey Way um, and, you know, Tom Yawkey had a pretty bad history with uh, discrimination. And then, you know, you have the the slurs that fans said to Adam Jones. I mean, it's just like, I was impressed with how the Red Sox sort of handled the, the racial reckoning um, last summer. I thought they put out good statements. I thought that they really did seem to be dedicated to change. And I think now having having LeBron in that room, like that's going to be huge. You know, you need representation among people who, who make these important decisions. And so I, I'm very hopeful that that will make a big difference in, in that franchise. Yep. 100%. It's, it's really nice to see that in a city like Boston that has notably had some issues and it's just nice to start to see more and more diversity come, uh, come around in baseball with Kim Ang down in, uh, down in Florida. Um, the first, female GM. I mean, just some cool stuff happening. And, and this is another example of that. It's almost enough to make you hopeful, isn't it, Ben? (laughs) I know. (laughs) You're like, okay, let's not, uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. What do you, who do you think, like, who do you think would be the most surprising athlete to own a different team? Like what's an athlete if they, if they bought into a baseball team that you would be like, uh what i would say like the first one that comes to mind is like like a kicker in the nfl like if <laughs> if dan if dan bailey bought the like seattle mariners i'd be like wait what, what? <laughs> oh my it's god like, cody parkey becomes like a part owner <laughs> in the cubs oh my god they would i don't i don't i don't know how that would go over chicago there. would implode yes they wait. would literally a kicker in an NFL buying another team is like one of the funnier things I've ever, or like a long snapper, <laughs> you know, it's like, I can't even think of a, 
I you know, like Joe Cardona becomes a part owner and that's just so good. That's Ben, you get this show, man. You understand. I, I, I get it. it. It's more. That's why that's why I listen, not only because of you and Mark, <laughs> but because it's just it's it's my speed. You know, like I can come on here and talk about a kicker owning an MLB team. Why? Because it'd be like really, really cool. Like, of course, LeBron would give me give me Dan Bailey. You know, like, give me Dan Bailey owning a baseball team. That is, that's so great. That's so great. Um, Okay, I mean, should we talk March Madness? Should we just, should we dive on in? I'm really, really intrigued to hear about your bracket because I went completely off the rails when it came to filling one out. And, you know, I wrote this piece for for FoxSports.com, and I think that, it was, it was, it felt a little bit like a fever dream. Like I was sort of in and out while I was writing it. And then, you know, we published it and I woke up the next morning and I was like, what did I just write? But basically whenever I try to fill up my bracket, like actually using basketball knowledge or some semblance of whatever that might be as someone who doesn't follow college basketball particularly closely, I am, I am, I get way too into it. Like I get way, 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 way too competitive. And my bracket always sucks. Like I told my mom I was doing this and she goes, oh, and she doesn't really follow sports. And she was like, oh yeah, no, uh, your bracket's always out in like the first round. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Deb, what? And she was like, yeah, you're, you're historically bad at it. So I, I sort of, you know, I wrote this piece about how I filled out my bracket using total nonsense basically. And like Uh all these arbitrary reasons, because I, I feel like, it'll have just as good of a chance as winning because I just never know what I'm talking about. But also because I was kind of trying to like emotionally protect myself from getting too invested. Like if I treat it as a joke the whole time, the minute my brackets buster, I'll be like, Oh, well I didn't really try, you know? Yeah. Let me, let me say this about your article and let me start by saying I haven't read it. So I don't want, I don't good. Listen. Never read anything. I write. But, but, <laughs> What I will say is we were prepping for this show a couple of days ago while you were in the middle of <laughs> writing it and you got on and looked like you were like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Like, what am I even here? What is this? So I can't wait to read it and to see it's going to be electric. I was 10 minutes late to a Zoom meeting and I don't think there's anything like more mortifying than forgetting that you have to be in a Zoom meeting and being 10 minutes like because it's like you're sitting in your house like everybody knows that like all I was doing was but I was writing this thing and I got completely swept up in my own stupidity so first of all thank you for bearing with me second of all I'm glad that I looked as dazed as I felt because I was not operating at 100 in that in that moment but so we can go through some of my bracket just because you know I'm I know the people are dying to hear that but I would like to hear who you I want to hear what you're what you're thinking here. I want to hear what your bracket looks like. Yeah, so first and foremost, I think we have a clear favorite in the bracket. I think um, Gonzaga is the best. Team I was going to say country. Georgetown, right? Yes, <laughs> Georgetown. So I know that you are a big fan of Georgia Tech yes. because of their their coach. Um, one thing I really I'm really invested into that game because. I think Georgia Tech is their their coach is great and they're coming into the tournament very hot. Yep. But they are facing uh, Sister Jean and I think she's a little bit hotter. So yes, I agree. Yeah. I have like serious Sister Jean thoughts that we're actually going to get to um, in a little while. But do you, do you think it almost feels like that's 
Georgia Tech versus Loyola is a battle of like who's a better person. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like Josh Pasner is basically Ted Lasso, and I want to talk about these guys a little bit later. But facing each other in that first round is like if you had. Um, I mean, Sister Jean is like, she's a nun, right? She's literally... Yes. And she's 101 years old. Like, I can't say she's literally a saint, but if anyone's in the running to like become... I'm also Jewish, so I really don't know what I'm talking about here. But like, if anyone were in the running to become a saint, it feels like she's sort of up there. Do you think... (laughs) Oh, boy. Do you think (laughs) if, if Loyola Chicago were to win the NCAA tournament that sister Jean would pass away right after oh just God, from, man. just from, just from sheer excitement and feeling like her life was fulfilled. <gasps> okay. We go to like some dark places in this show. <laughs> no, but in a good way. Like, <laughs> like, she'd be, like, she, like, like, like there's life. nothing left. Like she's, she's done everything. She Exactly. If, if they win the tournament. If they win it all. Like her life has been fulfilled. That's honestly like a really fantastic question. (laughs) I like maybe, yeah, maybe that's what she's, you know, maybe she'll live to be like 120 until I also, you know what I really love about sister Jean though, is she's under no illusion that that's possible. Like when I saw a clip where they interviewed her on ESPN and they were like, you know, where do you have Loyola going to? And she was like, um, Oh, they'll make it to the elite eight. But, like, she wasn't like, oh, they're winning it all or they're going to the final four. She's a realist, Sister Jean. Last year, she only had them going to the um, Sweet 16. So I, I appreciate about that about her. And I, and I wonder if – I want to know what she prays for. I want to know if she keeps her prayers realistic. <laughs> no, hear me out. I want to I know if she's like, hey, like, please let my bracket be right. So pray for what I put down. Or if she's like, pray for the team to go, to go all the way to, to clinch the title. I, th- I think at this point, with her being as old as she is, that she has done so much good for so many people in her life that at this point, her prayers have gone towards things. She's like, I'm this old. I, I'm old enough to I'm going to pray for me and what I want. So she is. You're right. She is 100 percent praying for Loyola Chicago to, to make it to, a, you know. The early day. Wait, I love that bit. Yeah, like at a certain point, if you've been enough of a good person, you get to just like become completely selfish. It's a treat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sister Jean can have the Elite Eight as a treat. <laughs> I, I love it. Okay, so well, what do you who do you think is gonna do it? You think it's gonna be Georgia Tech or 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 Loyola? Uh I think Loyola's going to win. I and and all like joking aside, I actually think they're a really, really good team and that People don't really understand that. I think people, when they think of them, think of Sister Jean, mm-hmm. naturally. But <laughs> but they're actually a really, really good basketball team. And I think Georgia Tech has been really hot lately, but kind of, you know, the excitement of the ACC tournament and, and everything. I don't, I don't know if they'll be able to carry that. This is a whole different animal. So, Like their, their luck might be running out. Bingo. So how closely do you follow college basketball? Are you a big college sports fan? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I follow college basketball pretty much from the beginning of the season. And then once it gets to tournament time, I like lock in on every game mm-hmm. and, and, and like the conference tournaments. I've locked in on every game. Okay. But I, I watch a lot throughout the season. You know, it's so interesting to me. I love talking to people who do a specific sport about other sports because I often find that there are 
it's very easy to sort of get tunnel vision in your own sport, you know, and be like, here are like, you can know it so well that, um, once you, when you sort of zoom out and go into something else that you might follow as closely, but don't have to quite, you know, analyze as in depth every day, people often say like really great surprising things about the sports they don't cover quite as often. And so I'm so psyched that we're having you on and doing college basketball um, because, you know, you get sort of, you get fresh takes, you get fresh ideas. Yeah. Um, okay. So who do you have, who do you have making it to the elite eight? That's my question. Every team in the elite eight or may, let's just do final four. Cause we've got a fun list to get to. Okay. Final four. I have, um, Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. I have, hold on, let me click over on this side. I have Ohio state. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I don't know. I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge Baylor fan. I just, I just, I'm not think, either. I just think the the big 10 is so much better than any other conference. I don't know. I don't know. Could be wrong. Um, <laughs> and, and then in the Midwest side of the bracket, I have Houston. Mm-hmm. I that the matchup over there, I have Loyola winning against Georgia Tech, as you know, but they're gonna play Illinois. And mm-hmm. I'm so here for that matchup. Like I actually think that it's gonna be a really, really fun game. The battle of the I, soul of Illinois. Correct. Yes. That and was then, I just want you other. to know that I, I thought a little bit before I said that because I was like, Chicago <laughs> is in Illinois, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's just like, that's the kind of thing that I would get that I'd be like the battle of Iowa and everyone would be like, ah, she was so close. <laughs> I thought it was rhetorical until I looked back over at the screen and you're like pausing, waiting for me to answer. <laughs> I was like, yes, Sean. <laughs> yeah. Welcome yes, to, welcome to doing a show with me, Ben. Okay. So, you've got, so do you have, do you have Houston, Illinois? I have Houston, Illinois. Yes. And I have Houston winning that. Really? Yes. You know, it's fun to talk about something as a like a real bracket because can I tell you my final four from my totally off the rails bracket? Would love that. Um, it is Kansas versus Georgetown and then Arkansas versus Rutgers. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> ask them. I would like to ask them. Um <laughs> How how did we, how did we get there? <laughs> this would be a loaded question. Well, but then, I'll start with this one. How did we get to how did we get to Rutgers there? Okay, so first of all, how did we get there? Would start with well, Ben. When I was six years old, uh, no, um, <laughs> it, Rutgers happened because I first of all they haven't been in the tournament in thirty years, and I am about to turn thirty two. And I played a lot of sports over the course of those 30 years because they don't let anybody under two play, play sports. Um, and I, I lost a lot of sports games, Ben, in my athletic career. And so as someone who has, has lost a lot over the past 30 years, I just want the best for Rutgers and I'm kind of willing it to happen. I, I, I love that. That's how and brackets I, work, right? Like if you write it down, it mm-hmm. happens manifestation there it is you're manifesting the yes. victory. okay all i see manifestation all over instagram like all these influencers are like write down your hopes and dreams and they'll happen yeah. and i'm like well i tried that in high school and like it didn't i didn't get into any colleges so like are we sure let me so yes we are sure it's a, it's a thing but let me say this 
you should start manifesting, but do not start with Rutgers because they're going to lose in the first round to Clemson. <laughs> they really are. But like, what if they don't? See, my whole bracket is based on the like, I hear you, however, method of thinking. You know, like this is my bracket is based on the upsets that I think would be really fun. And you know what? I think actually tell me who you have winning the whole thing. And then we should get to our list because uh, everything that I would want to talk about with my final four matchup really will. Yeah. We'll come back around to all of this, but who do you have? Who do you have in the, in the national championship? Who do you have winning it all? I have Gonzaga against um, Gonzaga against Houston and Gonzaga winning. I mean, it's boring. It's boring. But I really think they're the best team. I have some exciting stuff in there, like you know, in the first few rounds. But I really think Gonzaga. I really think Gonzaga is about like. Look at this. You know, it's going to be demoralizing. What? I every year write all of these notes down. For oh my, my god! Wait, wait, wait. Hold that up again, Ben. Are you every year? Are you kidding me? I, what are those this, notes? What could you po- What could you possibly have written down there? I do this every single year for my bracket. And what is going to be so demoralizing is when Charlotte's bracket does better See? than mine. <laughs> yes, Ben, that is what I'm banking on. I'm banking on this absolute, like, I want everybody who, who looks at this bracket to be like, oh, she's, she's off a rocker. And then I want it to win. I mean, it's not going to win. It's, it's, okay, well, it's, just, I mean... It's not going to win. I'm going to have... I'm going to be the first person to ever have a perfect bracket, and then everyone's going to... I mean, I can't even think of the fame and the fortune that would come with that, so let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, okay, so you have... I mean, see, here's the thing about Gonzaga, that I'm, I have, I'm of two minds. So they're undefeated. They're obviously the best team in the country. They they have a very easy path um, in this tournament. They have beaten every almost everybody they have to face by at least three hundred points. Um, that's a real stat. Um, so my question is that it feels impossible that they can continue this run and actually close it out. Like this feels like one of those things where you know it's like not to bring up old wounds, but it's like the oh six oh seven Patriots, right? It's like you you can't. It can't be that straightforward. Yeah, well, in the um, very historic words of Kevin Garnett, (laughs) anything is possible. (laughs) You know your audience. (laughs) And I truly, you know what the toughest game is going to be? And I know you're a noted, noted big UVA fan. Yeah, University of Virginia from Charlottesville, Virginia. Which I grew up probably thirty minutes. Not probably. <laughs> I did. I did grow up thirty minutes. That I grew. It's exactly thirty minutes. <laughs> I grew up thirty minutes from Charlottesville and have been to plenty of their games. And they're the four seed playing Ohio, and I have Ohio in the Sweet Sixteen against Gonzaga. Wow, I have, you do. I have EVA losing to to Ohio. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I won't forget that. Um, wait, where in, where in, where did you grow up? What town? I, do you actually know the name of my town? Are you like making fun of me because you know it? No. I grew up in a town called Goochland, Virginia. (laughs) Okay. Now (laughs) I get it. The Gooch for sure. Now now I get it. Okay. I was like, am I supposed to know? And then you said it and I was like, oh, it's a funny name. It's a funny name. I didn't know if you had, if you'd heard me say it before, but it's it's right in between Richmond and Charlottesville, actually. The oh, cool. Goochland. 
Beachland, Virginia. That's where well, born and raised. <laughs> I could make a lot of jokes that I'm not going to make right now, but I'm really, <laughs> I'm so glad that you have that <laughs> in your life. Um, okay, let's uh, let's go to our list. Um, I okay. just want to say that I have Georgetown winning it all, um, and we can just quickly brush over that because we will get to it in a second. So, our list this week, which I'm so thrilled to have been joining us for is the top five very important and serious storylines that we are looking forward to in the NCAA 2021 March Madness Tournament. Now, if you know anything about this show, you know, you hear very serious and you think, oh no, it's, this is going to be, this is going to be really dumb. And you're right. So, um, Ben, I want to start with you. I want to, I want to hear what your fifth most exciting you know what I'm trying okay. to say. Start, start, start us off. The fifth, the fifth most exciting thing that Charlotte is trying to say that is <laughs> going to happen in this tournament yes. is I truly believe that we have a chance to witness the worst game in history during this tournament. What is it going to be? I believe Texas Tech versus Utah State has the potential <laughs> to be the worst game ever to be watched in history because – they're they're both just defensive <laughs> juggernauts, and they they aren't great. Other than that, and I think there's a chance that maybe sixty points total are scored in that game. No way, I did not it know. Is, I'm going to be honest. I did not know that about those two teams facing each other, and that's one of the best things I've heard in a long. That is the sports analysis <laughs> that I crave, Ben. Thank you for that. <laughs> now I'm like more excited. I'm almost maybe the most excited for that game because I want to see just how bad. It can be. Mac McClung is on Texas Tech, right? Uh, Mac McClung is on, yes, Texas Tech. I really, I wanted to do a story on him a while ago, a few years ago, when he was on Georgetown, um, because I've had like a weird fascination with Georgetown um, for a while. And I followed him on Twitter and he followed me back and I messaged him and I was like, hey man, I'd love to write about you. And he was like, cool, sounds great. Let's set up a time to talk. And then I got an email from the Georgetown SID and Georgetown has a policy that freshmen aren't allowed to talk to the media in their first semester. Um, and he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, Oh, um, just, you know, <laughs> want it. Like, obviously I knew that I wasn't supposed to do that, but I did that. And oh, so you, you knew, you well, knew. I'd heard rumors, um, <laughs> let's put it that way. And I still messaged Mac. And so maybe now's the time. Like he, I think he still follows me. Maybe I should reach back out and be like, Hey man, talk to me. If this indeed is the worst game in NCAA tournament history. It's history. That's how you should, that's how you should, when you reach out to him, just say, hey man, I heard you're about to play in the worst game ever to be witnessed during the NCAA tournament. Yes. Let me hear your thoughts. Okay. I love it. See, that's great. Okay. So, so will we get the worst game of all time? Yes. Love it. I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that we do. Um, We do. What do you have as your number five? My number five, Ben, is um, will Josh Pastner fully morph into Ted Lasso? Um, Because Georgia Tech's coach, I mean, this is a guy who said, here's an actual quote from him. Goodness gracious. God bless everyone (laughs) for sticking with us. Holy Toledo. Like this guy is so nice and unassuming that it almost, you know, he's a guy who wears the face shield for anyone listening. who might not know. He gives like these very earnest press conferences. He leaves his players like really motivating voicemails. And, and, you know, I think, I don't know whether I'm just too much of an East coast cynic. Um, but you know, I see someone like this and I'm like, what are you hiding, man? 
You know, I'm like, is this like, is this possible for someone to, is this like a very, very clever front for all of the, you know, rules that you're breaking behind the scenes? Or are you just truly like one of the good ones? And I like to believe. Or is he in like the mafia? Like, right. Yeah. You never know. Anybody, never I could know. be in the mafia. We, There's no way of knowing. Um, but I do think that he is about as close to being the real-life Ted Lasso. Do you watch that show? Uh, no. I, I mean, I've... I, I've you know the that, vibe, but... though. You know the vibe. Yeah, is yeah, that yeah, he's yeah, like yeah, Jason yeah. Tudakis plays this like very, very nice coach. I actually honestly stopped watching it because the show got too nice for me. I was sort of like, ah, everybody's just nice to each other. Like... Uh-huh. <laughs> You know, if you if if you ever start a quote or like a press conference or anything with goodness gracious, <laughs> I am automatically going to be locked in for the entire thing, yes. which leads me to a great point. I am going to start <laughs> all of my future articles for <laughs> FoxSports.com with goodness gracious, the Braves are hot. There it is. You know, something like that. <laughs> goodness gracious, the Braves are hot. Sounds like a like the beginning of a country song you know like a pop country singer from atlanta who's like didn't actually grow up there but is from boston and is like you know trying to make it um wow i love that okay so yeah my that's my number five i want to see how far this nice guy thing can take can take our buddy josh here okay i like that what's your fourth my number four is and as we know indianapolis is the host of the entire tournament Mm -hmm. is indianapolis overpopulated during this time like what are they are you able to get to a rest like can you walk can you get into restaurants like everyone is there everyone in the world is like (laughs) can they handle this what are you talking about (laughs) you mean because all these basketball players are gonna show up yes look all Uh, you got 70 you got 70 teams there right now you got family there like are hotels available? Like if I am a if I am a a traveler going through the city of Indianapolis, can I like get a hotel room there? That's a that's been a thought on my mind for a, a half a year since <laughs> I, I heard the tournament. If I am a traveler in Indianapolis, if I happen to be tra- if I'm on business, if I'm doing business deals in Indianapolis, will I be able to find a place to have a martini after my meeting? Listen, I do. The one thing that I think Indianapolis has going for it in terms of you know population control is that they do have the combine there every year, so they're used to being descended upon for sports things. I'm. I don't know. There's no way that the combine can have the amount of people that 70 teams would result in. But um, I mean, I'm also sort of like, okay, so yes, there's the, I think that COVID wise having it in a, you know, quote bubble is a very smart thing to do. I also think when you have that many people, like how on earth is that possible? That's just like a new city. That's not a bubble. That's just like a new place. if you look at it like like our our country, the United yeah. States is a bubble. <laughs> oh, we're, we're fine, guys. We're in a bubble. <laughs> at some point, if you get to a, a thousand, a hundred thousand people, it's not a bubble. Like, that's what that's what I'm kind of wondering, Ben. And I hope more than anything that it works. Like I am, I am yes. rooting with all of my might for um this to be successful and for nobody to get sick but i also am like okay well let's uh let's see how this one goes but yeah the indianapolis yeah. thing is um i think that's that's very real let's hope that everybody just like 
there's just like a surge in vaccine options in, in let's, yeah. Indy. Let's just hope nobody gets sick. Goodness gracious, am I hoping <laughs> nobody gets sick? <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Um, okay, well, my number four is I want to know how Sister Jean is going to ball out in Indianapolis because she has been, she's fully vaccinated. She's 101 years old. She gets to go to the game. Did you know, I, I as I was researching this and reading up on it, um, she said, there's an article where she said, I've had offers from people at the university. One alum wrote and told me that her husband was willing to drive me down. Another person told me she was going to sneak me out of the university. And another couple said they would like to kidnap me and Loyola would have to search for me. So people are getting like weird with Sister Jean about being at the game. And I think that the the university was probably like, look, okay, the only way to get fans off our back or to protect this woman like to be sure someone doesn't kidnap her is if we just put her at the game already yeah you know two things come to mind with with your number four which is sister jean um one your number five and your number four are playing each other georgetown or no georgia tech georgia tech sorry and and sister jean so right off the bat we're getting an intense an intense matchup for your your fandom we are and we're gonna get answers we're gonna get answers quickly and and number two would be i feel like people that aren't fans of loyola chicago or or like i feel like there's this weird like hatred towards the the notoriety that sister jean gets and when she was on tv that one that in in that tournament and she was like courtside and everybody was showing her i'd be i'd hear people like screw sister jean I'm like she's she's 100 years old chill that's like, what, what I, that's what i wanted to ask you about ben because mark my my co-host is um sort of over sister jean and I went back and forth. I was like, am I over Sister Jean? And then, like, the more I read about her, the more I was like, no, I'm not. You know, I want the best for this lovely lady. And um, I think that it is a situation of oversaturation. Like, I think there are only a few famous people who can get away with... um, being very famous and still be loved. I think that... um, Paul Rudd is probably one of them. Like when I met him on a plane and went viral for that whole thing, it was the only time that I have had something go viral online that has been overwhelmingly and completely positive. I did not get a single mean comment. And that to me is very rare. So I feel like sister Jean is just a victim of the American fame cycle. Like she's a celebrity now, which means that people are going to hate you if you're, if you're famous. If, if, if she were 55 years old and on the sidelines going crazy, it'd be a different story. But Sister Jean was born in 1919. <laughs> she can do what she wants. And good for her if she is playing out seemingly at least towards the latter half of her life. Yeah. <laughs> it's good, good for her if she's living it up. Long live Sister Jean. Okay, great. I love that take. Um, all right, what's your third? Um, my third is how Charlotte, as in you, mm. how you are going to react when UVA loses in the first round of the tournament. Oh, that is mean. That is mean, Ben Berlander. <laughs> uh, I, well, I, you're never going to get an answer because they're not going to lose. And it's that simple. Ever. They're in the first round. Ever. They're not going to lose in the first round. Uh, okay. I stay tuned for okay. my number three when Ohio beats Virginia <laughs> and Charlotte 
noted diehard UVA Charlottesville fan. Yep, yep. Is in is in tears. Yep. Is that your number? Th- is that is that your, your second one, Ben? That is that's that's not my second one. That is my third one. <laughs> <Is that your laughs> because third one? we're on number we're on number three. <laughs> Which what is your? Let's see your number three. I just can't do numbers. <laughs> we're only like two in in the list, and I'm already like I can't even count to five. All right, okay, and that's Ben's top five list. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for joining me, Ben. Your number. One was great. Um, okay, so my third is uh, who is everyone going to hate without Duke in the tournament? And my question is, I mean, they could be in later because there's like, you know, if teams can't play because of COVID, I think that they're going to be, you know, picking other teams to replace them. And, you know, I would imagine one would be Duke. I don't think they are. I think there is a list and they're, they're not. They're not on it. So they're definitely not yeah. in. Okay. Yeah, they're done. Good to know. Glad I knew that. Um, so my question is, who's everyone going to hate without Duke? Because every year there is so much delight in either, you know, Duke's demise or in people hating that they're succeeding. My question, Ben, is, is it just going to be Alabama? That's a really good question, who it's going to be. And I don't think Alabama's very likable at all. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> like... <laughs> I, I could see that. That's a really good. That's a really good option. Like so, they the other day they were playing LSU and they got in a big tiff. They got yes. a scuffle yes. before the game, and I left watching that. Like I hate both of these teams. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like any of them. I don't like any coach. And when Alabama <laughs> won the game, the coach like yelled at the other team, and I'm like. I don't I don't feel this at all. I don't I don't like them. No, I agree with you. I watched that too and I was just sort of like, ugh, you know, Bama won and I was like, come on. And my feeling is like Alabama is a football school. They don't also get to be a basketball school. They're what, a three seed this year in the tournament? Like Bama? Yeah. They're they're two. They're two? Okay, even worse. Like, who wants that? Nobody wants that. That's like when, you know, as a Boston fan, that's when, you know, like, all the Boston teams are good. Everyone, Like, I'm starting to get it. Like, I'm starting to understand what people feel like and how defensive Bostonians get. Like, I can see that about to play out in Alabama, and I hope that they lose so that that doesn't happen. And I just, I'm interested to see if that becomes, like, is that the team that everybody, is that the, is Alabama the new Duke, is what I'm asking. Yeah, you know, it's almost like, just just stay in your lane. Like, we're giving (laughs) you, we're giving you football. Like, we don't love it. We don't love it, but, you know, hats off. But, like, stop. Don't ruin this, don't ruin this tournament. <laughs> exactly, Ben. I couldn't have said it better. All right. What's, what's your number two? What's the second thing you're looking forward to? The second most thing I'm looking there forward it is. to That's is. That's how you say it. The second most. Yeah. I, I said, said right, the right. second thing you're looking forward to. And it's like, well, technically, that would have been number four on this list. But I numbers are really tripping me up here. <laughs> uh, the second thing I'm looking forward to most <laughs> is, is Drake. The rapper, yes. In fact, rooting for Drake, the team, because Drake is a noted Kentucky fan, um, and also some other teams. He's kind of all over. He's kind of like LeBron in terms of all over the place. <laughs> but but whenever he wears a jersey or a hat of that team, also a cool thing that happens is they automatically lose. <laughs> 
automatically. <laughs> okay, so here, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. The the one the one pushback I will give. I too am excited to see that like what goes on here. Before you continue, though, was the Drake curse broken when the Raptors won the NBA Finals? I mean, or are we about yeah, to find out? I think there's been such a long track record of the Drake curse being a thing mm-hmm. that one it. As of now, that's an outlier, and it cannot be included in our data. <laughs> so, okay, okay. okay, so you think that that was the exception that proves the rule? Correct. So, number two, there is a team in this tournament, Drake. Is Drake rooting for them? They, they have to play a play-in game against, I believe, Wichita State. Let me, uh, yeah, Wichita State. Is Drake going to come out like wearing a, a Drake college university preschool sweatshirt <laughs> yeah I, I can't wait i can't wait to sit i can't that's such a good one i that's gonna be such a fun stupid i'm gonna definitely write about that if that happens like that's gonna yes. be a stupid charlotte article and i'm already like half dreading half excited for it <laughs> like I know you play, you play it off like you're so dreading the like the you're that's your thing. Like you are, you would be all in on writing an entire article about Drake rooting for Drake. You know, and ben, I, I, I love it. I own it. Oh, you own it. Keep thank it, you. you. know, I'm all in on it. Thank you for that. It sometimes gets exhausting because I, you know, I, I just I want anyone to know reading reading those insane things that I write is um that's like a five percent of how weird it could have been and multiply that (laughs) by a lot. And like, that's what it's like going through the world in my brain every day. So, you know, if anything, just uh, feel good that you don't write this. (laughs) Right. Can you just, can you do me a favor? And when you're, when you're writing these things, and I totally envision you writing and being like, uh, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Can you, can you, for me, in yeah. every article going forward, just leave one of those sentences in that you're like, nah, too weird. Yeah. Because I know there's at least a hundred that come up and you're like, I got to take that. Yeah, Ben, leave I can do them. that for you. I, or I'll just send Thank you yeah. it before it pulls. I'll be like, here's, here's, what didn't, here's what didn't make it. And you can tweet the text and be like, oh, okay, yes. for anyone wondering. Okay, I like that plan. Um, yeah. My, the second, the second, mo- the thing that I'm saying... <laughs> Number two on my list is um, is actually for me fairly straightforward, and I cannot wait to see what the big upset is going to be. I know that there's going to be something absolutely shocking. I wonder if it's going to be Gonzaga. I feel like I feel like almost it should be. Will Gonzaga lose? That's the thing that's very basketball straightforward, but those upsets are so much fun and are so crazy. And especially after this shitty year, I think everybody like that's when you feel most alive. You know, I think in sports when there's a March Madness upset and you're just like, you're just like losing your mind and you're like, oh, I feel again. And I think that the country needs that. We need that. We need you stand that. up in your living room when like a, uh, like a 15 seed beats a two and you're like, I know nothing about this team. And you're like screaming. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. And like that is, that's exactly how I envisioned it when I wrote this is like, what's going to make you stand up in your living room? Maybe that's, that's going to be what this is. That's going to be what my list says. What's going to make us stand up in our living rooms? Well, if you go back to my um, number 
three or four, whatever. The fourth thing on the list that I have, which is Ohio, the number 13 seed beating the four seed. It all ties in. It all ties in together. Life is a life is a circle. And and Ohio beating in Virginia would tie into this and your reaction. Yeah, I love okay. our I love our numbers. Okay. I don't know so, what our numbers are. Me neither. <laughs> I think the list should just be bullet points. <laughs> that yes. would make everything a lot easier. Okay. What's your what's your number one? My the number one thing I'm looking forward to the most is I I would love a live feed on Coach K during this tournament. Oh my god. Like what is he sitting on the couch? one in tears is he sitting on the couch like cursing out everything is he rooting for the tournament to get canceled it what's he doing is he gardening out in his yard like what is <laughs> coach he's he's he hasn't done this in 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 eons what is he doing during this tournament you know what i bet he's doing ben i bet that he's so his ego is so huge at this point that he's like well the tournament doesn't exist like to him if they're not in it in a year of having to deal with covid he's He's like, it's just not happening and this doesn't count. Like everyone's been like, oh, you know, well, these championships come with an asterisk like back in 2020 and people were sort of debating it. Coach K is like, it's not an asterisk. It's just like a complete erasure. Like this didn't happen. Although that's sort of, I, you know, the thing what, what that makes me think of when you say that is I really, really, really wanted um, a live cam on Browns coach Kevin Stefanski when the Browns had yes. to play without him yes. and then they beat... The Steelers? They beat the Steelers. Pittsburgh. That's right. And he was in his, he was in, wasn't he in like his parents' basement? He was in his basement. basement. Kevin Stefanski was in, was it his parents' basement? I thought it was in, (laughs) because he was talking about his his parents could like hear, his family could hear him upstairs. So I I think, I like to envision at least that it was his parents. It's funnier if it's his parents. I really wanted a live feed on him. And I also wanted a live feed on Belichick when Tom Brady was in the Super Bowl. I wanted to know if he was watching it. Like those, those questions. And all of these Mm -hmm. guys are way too, except for Stavansky, who, you know, they won. So it's a good thing. But like... Belichick and Coach K are both way too proud to ever give us those answers. Like, we will just simply never know. And if there's any reporter out there who can crack that case, like, oh, my God, for the love of God, please tell us what's going what's going on. Goodness gracious. Say that. And and he will be locked in on doing it. Goodness (laughs) gracious. Let us know what's going on. (laughs) I love that. Okay. So my number one thing this year is how far will Patrick Ewing and the Georgetown Hoyas make it in this tournament? Because in my insane bracket, I have them winning the whole thing. And we all know that that will not happen. But there's this poster of Patrick. Can Wait, I'm trying to move my computer. Can you see that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I live in New York. I'm not a Knicks fan, but I've become deeply attached to this poster and to Patrick Ewing. And I saw him at the Big East (laughs) tournament. And I look, I'm still UVA fan. I don't want anyone to get it twisted or worry about that. (laughs) But I became I became like upsettingly into this team because I just think it's the most exciting thing that's happened sort of so far in these tournaments. And, you know, Creighton looked like trash against them. And everybody says Creighton is great. And so I just want to see how far this how it will, will Georgetown be the kind of Cinderella story that um, you know will make us make us jump up from our couches, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I hope you're right. I have them losing in the first round. Yes, of course you do, because you're a (laughs) rational human being. (laughs) But in all honesty, it would be a really cool story. And it was actually really fun to watch him, like, go through MSG during that tournament. And, like, some of the sound bites we got from him being like, why aren't you letting me through? This is my building. That's gold. Right? Like, absolute gold. Like, long live Sister Jean and long live Patrick Ewing, as far as I'm (laughs) concerned. Um, Yeah, so I guess, you know, I think that, I'm really, you know, Ben, you really, you came on the People's Sports Podcast and you understood, you you know, before we did this, you were like, I think this is going to be good because, you know, we have a similar sense of humor. And I was like, I think so too, but you never know until it happens. And you just absolutely yeah. crushed that list. And I am, I am proud and I'm humbled and I'm, <laughs> and I am, and I am still sorry. And I am also sorry. <laughs> uh, about the, your other yes, list. About my other list. I'm still yeah. sorry. I feel like me coming on here today was a great. Um, it, we needed this for our our, our relationship in terms of like <laughs> our, our working relationship. Like we we needed this not yes. only for your apology but just to see like our, our sense of humor, um, <laughs> our list. I, I feel I feel good about it. Me too. Me too. I'm so glad. Um, listen, we'll do more stuff when you know. I think that as things start to open up and as it becomes possible to go to things, I love baseball. Um, I think hopefully we can start going to games and, you know, we should do something where we, where we are at the same games and do something fun. There's definitely something fun in terms of you and I going to the same game with the same sort of sense of humor, but also me being like diehard, like <laughs> locked in on the game and like, this is what's happening. This is what's happening. And you just, you I'll know. be like, do you see the hot dog vendor over there wearing a graph from <laughs> mask? Um, do you yeah. see that old lady? Is that sister Jean? <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Like the one thing that I kind of think is funny about, I think I probably know the rules of baseball and like the ins and outs of the sport better than any other sport. But I also think that I've done the weirdest stuff about baseball, which it's sort of like, maybe those two go hand in hand. But yes, Ben, we are going to, we're going to tear up, we're going to tear up those diamonds. All right. I think we're done. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, You're the best. And we will, we'll do something again very soon. Of course. Thank you for having me on. All right. I am thrilled to be joined by Rob Riggle, comedian, actor, former Marine, sports host, talker. You've done it all. Thank you for joining me. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Happy oh. St. Patrick's Day. Can we say that or is this time, time stamped in some weird way? No, no, no. We can definitely say that. Um, and, you know, I think I've neglected it so far. It, this comes out tomorrow. So on Thursday, everyone needs to just pretend it's still St. Patrick's Day because it's a very important. Look at you. You're wearing green. You're all prepared. Exactly. Ready to go. I love it. So you are joining me today because we need to talk about trash talk. And you're doing you're doing a trash talk campaign <laughs> with Aflac, but this is bigger than any this is bigger than any one thing. This is crucial uh, and a huge part of March Madness. So do you want to tell me sort of what you guys are doing? Well, as far as Aflac goes, you know they they've got this uh, whole campaign built around trash talking, uh, which I think is. Pretty relevant uh, for most Americans. I don't know many Americans who don't enjoy sports without a little trash talk uh, amongst friends. And I say amongst friends because that is the key. Um, uh, You know, it's got to be amongst friends, I think, uh, to be enjoyable. Otherwise, it's just really getting on each other's nerves and trying to annoy other people. 
So um, among friends, trash talk is, I think, uh, one of the best things you can do. The post-pain uh, campaign, like you were talking about, Aflac, um, they've, they've embraced this whole March Madness uh, and, and trash talk ability because a lot of people can't share the games together. You, you know, the, the, the way they're structuring the tournament uh, this year, you know, you, they're not going to be a lot of spectators able to go. And so this is a, a way to encourage friends to reach out to one another, family to reach out to one another, colleagues to reach out to one another and, uh, you know, have fun. Talk a little trash in a good way, I think, um, and um, enjoy March Madness. So I, I had, that's the reason I got on board was, one, I like the company, Aflac. I think they do good things. Uh, and two, I like the campaign. I think it's a great campaign. Um, so, and, you know, it starts today. It goes today till to Friday. Uh, if you get a chance, uh, you, you can go on and you can hashtag post painting trash talk uh, on social media. Tell us why you, you know, want to trash talk to one of your friends. Tell, tell us why they deserve it, who they are, what city they're in, all that good stuff, all the pertinent information. And then we may have one of our, uh, one of our roast comedians go over there and do a little trash talking for you. Deliver the trash talk. So anyway, so that's what's going on. in people's houses? Yes, yes. That's, the, uh, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, of course, it'll be COVID safe. You know, all the precautions will be taken. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the message, the trash talk will be delivered. That's amazing, Rob. You know, it's funny because you said you shouldn't trash talk a stranger. This is, this is trash talking people, you know, by proxy through a stranger. So it's sort of like a loophole for that rule that you found. That's very clever. Well, it, it wasn't just me. It was also the good folks at Aflac who came up with this, but, um, I definitely like it. I like the whole premise. That's why the campaign, I was like, Oh, I like this campaign. Tell me more about it. So anyway, that's how that's where that's why you and I are talking today. I love it. So have you I'm I'm a little hung up on this. I think the idea of trash talking strangers is hilarious because, you know, the whole point of trash talking your friends is it's like we're in this together. You know, you're in the trust tree like we're razzing each other friendly. But like if you just go up to someone and you're like, hey, man, Michigan sucks and they're wearing a Michigan shirt and they don't know you. They're like, I'm sorry. What? But there's something also kind of amazing about that. (laughs) It's a provocation. At that point, it's not trash talk. It's a provocation. Right. You know, you're, you're going up and challenging a stranger. That's not good. That's just a bad idea. Let's just you not know, that, think things through. That's, so. I think, I've seen a lot of um, a lot of that happen at hockey games, you know, where the fans trash talk the other fans that they don't know, and then it turned into a fight because they're at a hockey game. So they're like, well, of course we're allowed to throw punches. Like, that's what we do here. Yeah. Um, but I don't. it doesn't seem like as much of a college basketball thing to do that. So... I do have, I have a little game I want to play with you though. Um, I would love to hear how you would trash talk certain schools. Um, I think it's very important that we roast as many people as possible across as wide a spectrum of our listeners. So I've chosen a few schools here and um, I just, I want to know what you would say if someone were a fan. And I've heard, I've heard that one of your good friends is a Michigan fan. Yeah, look, this is a recipe for disaster for me. Just so is you it? know, Why? you're setting me up for a for a, for a major fall here. Look, if I start, if you give me a say something about Indiana, and I just start ragging on Indiana, guess what? I can't go to Indiana anymore. So I'm going to have to be very careful how we deal, how we play this little game you want to play. I might not give you the answers you want, but I will say this: to answer your Michigan question, 
one of my really good Marine buddies, um, guy I went to uh, the basic school with, guy I went to flight school with, uh, total, total stud. He's a Michigan man, and uh, uh, I'm a Kansas man. We've crossed paths many times in the basketball world, and uh, we trash talk. So I take great pleasure in texting him messages. He takes great pleasure in texting me messages. We've made bets where um, if one of our team loses, you know, either, you know, uh, even if we're not playing each other, he'll just take whoever's playing Kansas and I'll take whoever's playing Michigan and we'll make bets that way. And the bets oftentimes are if I lose, I have to wear like a Michigan T-shirt or sweatshirt and post something on social media saying, way to go, Michigan, or something like that. So the stakes are high. The stakes are high. Um, when you, when, wow, you, when you get this... into this world of trash talk and betting. <laughs> that is wild. So do you just like have to, I feel like the worst part of that would be you just have to keep a Michigan sweatshirt or t-shirt like around your house so that you're ready to fulfill your, <laughs> like, how, do you order a new one online every time you do this and then burn it? Like, how do you do that? Yeah. Uh, I have a Michigan t-shirt that I, I keep on the floor of my closet stuffed behind some old tennis shoes um and again i got nothing i have nothing against michigan uh, at all it's just my buddy i gotta give him a hard time it look and trash so talking like it becomes a bit right it's not really about this like i don't have any teams that i truly hate you know like i my sports fandom yeah. is much more based on like oh i like these guys and then I, I have some friends who really truly just like despise other teams and i'm like but they're also just a group of people, you know, like when you think about it, you're like, why do you just <laughs> arbitrarily hate this group of people? But OK, so maybe what we should do is like That's you're a, you sound like a you sound like a uh, you're a very uh, mentally healthy person. I think <laughs> like, I think a lot of honestly, I do think there are people out there who I because I know people who are like, you know, they're full of rage almost uh, about another team. And it's just like you said, it's just a collection of, of athletes who have chosen to play for this particular year, you know, and it rotates uh, every four years, you know, you get a whole new crop of players. It's not the same team. It was maybe when you were there, but they are there. They're, and that to me is it's so much more about them and what they're going through maybe. So, you know, it's really, you gotta have, you gotta have perspective on these things. No, totally. Or it's like when people will be like, I hate the government. And you're like, you know, the government is just like millions of people spread out across the country. So I don't know what we're doing here. Right. Um, okay, Rob, maybe what we should do then is trash talk a few teams as nicely as possible. Like when I was in college, um, and I might have told this story in the podcast before. So to listeners, I'm sorry if I have, I can't remember what I say. I have like four stories and I just have to repeat them. Um, we would go, <laughs> we would go watch the, the baseball team and we would get kicked out if you said anything, you know, remotely even mean. So like one time there was the, so we had to get creative and like figure out like what's a way. And so one time there was this batter on the other team who was warming up and he had two batting gloves on and a third one in his pocket. And my friend just went to town. He was like, where's your third hand, man? Like, what could you possibly need? Yeah. And he rattled them to the point where the guy struck out every time he was up at bat. So I feel like there are sort of nice, sneaky ways you can do it. So, like, how would you sneakily – you're a big college basketball fan, right? Like, you're – you yeah. you follow the sport really close. You're, you're a Kansas fan. First of all, let me ask you who you have going to the Final Four. To the final four. Um, it's funny you should say that. What? I have it right uh, he's here. He's got a bracket, folks. Um, I have, this is hilarious. I have Kansas playing Michigan. 
Stop it. And I have Ohio State playing Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is my dark horse. They're they're sneaky good and they're hot right now. So I have them uh, making the final four. And I'm a homer. It's never going to change. I make the same prediction every year of my life. Kansas to win it all. Uh, Kansas plays Oklahoma State in the Are final. Are you serious? Kansas wins it all. That's what I got. And Wait, that right is. I, I put it in ink. I put you it in ink. Pick Kansas every year. You know what? Okay, so I have this theory that statistically, if you choose the same thing, like you're rather than sort of trying to guess to be right, like like you always have to pick yeah. heads. You always have like never punt. Like you always got to go for it um, because you're going to be right. You know, whenever you're so like the one time uh -huh. you're right, that is going to be so worth yeah. it. So okay, how would you like kindly oh. trash talk Kansas? Let's turn this back on you. Like, what's the the like nicest trash talk you could say to Kansas? If I was to try me, trash talk yes. Kansas. Yes. Oh, gosh. I, I mean, I don't know. Um, I wouldn't even know how to start. I guess uh, stop being so handsome and muscular, Kansas. Gee, you know, it's overload. Hey, guys, take a break. Share the wealth. You know, we, you know you're academically amazing and athletically superior. So how about sharing the wealth, you Crazy Jayhawks, something like that, man. I don't know. <laughs> wow, that was really good. You really roasted them, Rob. They're not going to recover. I mean, from that they're one. not coming back from that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, kindly roast Ohio State, please. Hey, Ohio State, why don't you add another hundred thousand students to your uh, enrollment? Good lord, <laughs> that's the biggest school on earth. <laughs> this is really good. You're crushing it. Okay. Um, what yeah. about Eastern Washington, who Kansas plays first? Hey, Eastern Washington. Congratulations <laughs> on being a university. No one knew that until last week. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. I certainly didn't know that. Um, Loyola, Chicago. Hey. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know enough about Loyola. They have sister Isn't there like a Loyola everywhere? There's like a Loyola, Loyola Marymount, Loyola New York. Loyola, you know, pick a city already. Loyola, nailed it. I'm out. That's good. That's Drop a really job. good one. That's a really good, good one. Night, I'm going to let you off the hook Thanks. with that one because you you made up for it. Um, also, it's actually in the U.S. Constitution that every state has to have a Loyola, and no one talks about that. So I'm glad you brought that up. I thought I thought there was something like that. There was some yeah. bylaw that I wasn't aware of, but yeah. All right. Well, Rob, thank you so much for joining us. Um, you are the worst trash talker I've ever heard, but the kindest. So I think you're doing something right. Um you know, I really like that you you covered your tracks there. Uh, very savvy guy, you know. Well, you know, I, I like I like I like America. I like going to different places in America, uh, and so therefore, you know, I try not to trash too many places. <laughs> That's probably smart. That's probably smart. One time I talked trash yeah. about the Mall of America, and I can never go back to Minnesota. So you know, comes back to bite. What's not to love about the Mall of America? That's crazy talk right there. It, uh, it's huge. You can get lost so easily is all I'll say. Without giving away what a what an idiot I am, let me just tell you, it's easy to get lost in the Mall of America. Um, Rob, thank you so it much is. for joining me. Um, I wish Kansas all the best, and I, I hope that this is the year that your bracket is right. Last time was 2008, so it's been a while. So let's – oh, they're making the Final Four a lot, but, you know, as far as winning the whole thing, it's been a while. There's hope.
there's hope. Wow. You guys, what a show. <laughs> Thanks for uh, hanging out. Thanks for bearing with me as I learned that I don't know how to count to five. Um, you know, Mark, I know I said we miss you in the beginning of the show, but that was pretty good. So, you know, we'll see if you have a job when uh, when you're ready to come back. I'm kidding. I could never let Moses go. Um, all right. <laughs> Thanks for hanging, guys. Uh, email us, thepeoplesportspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on social. And um, we will see you next week.